Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Eye Patch Podcast. As you can tell, the introduction is a little different this week. Uh, it is I, Tyler, along with the, the voice that Raider Nation craves and loves, that lusty voice of my boy, Birch. We are without Micah this week because he decided to take his little tukus over to Oregon <laughs> and uh, do some crabbing. So, my, so Micah is not here, and uh, it's just the lusty voice of Birch and myself on the podcast this week, trying to hold it down and make it so that... Uh, you know, make it so that it's still entertaining. I think we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Kind of a putrid game against the Jets, Birch. But first off, how you doing? How are you holding up? And uh, take us from there. I mean, you know, the good news is we're seven and five. We're still in the playoff hunt. Playoffs. The bad news is. <laughs> The bad news is I still feel like we lost that game. <laughs> we really should have. <laughs> Amen to that. I, mean, I woke up Monday morning and tweeted, I don't really feel like this is a victory Monday because the Jets <laughs> took us down to like the final play of the game, five seconds left. And uh, anyway, yeah, that was kind not of... Not only that, they tried to give us the game twice in the last two plays. And then we tried to give it back to them. On the on, why well, I don't know why we're squibbing it in the front row at the fifty yard line. Allegedly, from what I heard on social media, they made an adjustment to the yeah. to the line, and I yeah I don't understand I either. Just kick the ball out, make him go seventy five yards. Exactly what? Yeah, that's exactly what Gruden said. Is well, that wasn't the plan. We were to kick it in the space to the right side and they made a last minute adjustment and jumped the kickoff. I'm like, all right, you know what, whatever, just kick it deep. Yeah. You have five seconds left. Yeah. Or just kick it like super high in the air. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. We a lot left to be desired from that game. Much to be desired. Um, before we get into it, Raider nation, you can always follow us on Twitter at behind eye patch on Facebook. You can find us, um, on the page called Behind the Eye Patch. Uh, and if you want to get on the show, you can always send in a phone call. Our phone number is 208. And I can't remember the rest of it because it's been too long since I've done that. Hold on a second. Let me redeem myself. We're, we're missing Micah. We're missing with Micah one. with all, he does all the intro stuff. 208 557 9771. I'll blame that one on the COVID, Birch. I'll blame that one on the COVID if you'll let me. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, anyway, Raider Nation, I came down with with the Rona this week. On Sunday, I woke up feeling a bit achy, 
and uh, decided to go get tested since I work around so many people, and I found out that I was positive. I'm doing fine, but now I'm on a 10-day quarantine with my family, so... And Trent Brown. Yeah, and I'm on the list with Trent Brown as well. Thank you, Birch, for reminding me. Uh, on that COVID list with old Trent. And uh, I can't remember who else is on there with me, but hopefully Trent's back this week. We really could use him against the Colts. That would be like an added bonus, I think. Yes. But anyways, yes, I'm blaming that one on the Rona, the forgetting the, the phone call. But alas, uh, here we are. Like Birch said, we're 7-5. and five. We're going up against the Colts this week. Birch, why don't we run down like the good, the bad, and the ugly? I feel like we haven't done that for a couple shows. Why don't we yeah. run down, give me a good, give me a bad, give me an ugly, um, and then I will do the same from the Jets game, which we ended up winning 31-28. The way we've been talking, you probably thought we lost. Basically, we did. Uh, but, uh, in the win column, there is a seven there instead of a six now. So, uh, I guess the game came down to a Hail Mary throw to Ruggs, who, uh, finally redeemed himself. And, uh, we ended up beating the Jets 31-28. They ran as cover zero blitz man on man. And Ruggs was up a guy who ran a four, five, eight, which, People make that sound like it's slow. I probably run like a 10-second 40 if I can <laughs> even make it that far. Um, but, you know, like a 4-2-7 guy versus a 4-5-8 guy, probably not the greatest matchup that you could have envisioned uh, to win a game. But alas, here we are, 7-5, and five, Birch from Sunday against the Jets. A good, a bad and maybe an ugly. What have you got for me? All right. The good for me in that game um, had to be Cleland Furl. It was nice, nice to have him back on the field uh, after what? He was three week absence? Two or, yeah, two weeks. Two I or think. three weeks. But he made an impact. I mean, he had two strip sacks, he had a couple pressures, had a really good game. I don't remember exactly the PFF's um, rating. It was like 90.6, I, I think. Yeah, I was going to say it was in the 90s. So for me, it was nice to see him. And actually, on one of his strip sacks, um, he was uh, had moved to the inside and had Vic Beasley on the outside. They were running a little stunt, and he got in there. Um, so that was nice to see. I mean, we only saw Beasley for eight plays. But alas, the good for me that game was um, Cleland Furl. Nice to have him back. Um, the bad... Um, the bad for me was our offensive execution in the third quarter. Um, I watched, rewatched the game last night. Um, the second half started off great. I mean, we go into halftime, we're up 17 to 13. Um, we go on a nine minute drive to start the second half, score a touchdown. I'm like, all right, here we go. We made some halftime adjustments. We're going to be the better team. Better team this half, put them away like we should because we're the better team. And alas, <laughs> we fall apart. We Gruden says he did not take his foot off the gas. He took his foot off the gas. The lack of blank execution was pathetic. That 
we had we started I was trying to remember this we started out so after we scored the touchdown we stopped them and then they had I sent a message the to the group at that point saying if we're a good team we'll go down and score right here but I don't expect yeah. that and we had the we started out at our 48 then we go three and out Okay, we stop them again. We get the ball back at our 40. Yes, around our 40. Again, we go three and out. Derek Run, Carr, run, and incomplete pass. Right, run, run, and let's rifle a pass at the running back's knees in the flat. So that had to be the, the bad for me. The ugly was our run defense. We're going up against the Jets. I mean, yeah, they're all professionals. They have, I mean, that they're there for a reason. But we give up 206 yards rushing to a couple of guys that I have never even heard of. Adams Frank and Gore Ty played, Johnson. Yeah, Frank Gore played two plays because him and Arnett decided to knock each other out. Right, yeah. And then we're like, I don't even know what was going on with our run defense. I mean, it was it was. It was terrible. It was. So it was ugly. Is so that's my ugly. Ugly. Terrible is the run, run defense. defense. If I was the Colts, I would just take the ball out of Philip Rivers' hands this week and run the ball. Yeah, I I hope that that doesn't just show up like a sore thumb on the tape, <laughs> but I'm sure it will because they will find that and they will use it to their advantage. My good, bad, and ugly, Birch. My good is going to be very good, and I'm. I liked your feral pick because now I can do something different. Uh, I'm going to go with Darren Waller. Darren Waller had a 200-yard game. Impressive. And very impressive. Uh, He just, like, his touchdown, or did he catch two touchdowns? He caught two touchdowns. He caught a slant, and then he caught a... A hitch and took it to the house, <laughs> blew by two jets. Yeah, he, bl- he blew awesome. by Marcus May and just made him look silly. Like, did a little stutter step and then put his hand on his face mask and said, out of the way, son. And just... Yeah, he actually should have had three touchdowns because one of those drives in the third quarter, Derek Carr just blew him off and he had beaten his man deep down the sideline. I saw that. Was wide open. Yep, saw that one too. There were a few plays that... That were left out there, uh, which kind of takes me to my bad. Um, Carr missed several open Aguilar looks on a couple drives. Um, I felt like he had Aguilar pretty wide open. He underthrew one ball really bad, uh, and then he overthrew one like way into the back of the end zone. And granted, he was under pressure. But the one that he underthrew, I think, was the one that bothered me the most because Aglor was wide open for a touchdown. And we're not even sitting here talking about any of this, really. Um, and and the so that was the bad. Um, I guess in that, I'm going to lump some of the offensive line play. The Jets blitzed a lot. I watched that game and I tried to figure out how many times they blitz, but it had to have been was well insane. over half of the offensive or of the defensive snaps the Jets blitzed. And I mean, when you're bringing seven guys, you're going to have pressure no matter what because, you know, like I think Carr was pressured on some crazy like 
over 50% or 47% or something like that. I can't remember, but um, pressured a lot. And so I can't really figure out from the, if it was the offensive line or if it was the fact that like between five and seven Jets defenders were rushing on every single play. Um, so I'm going to lump the, the cars, poor performance along with a lot of blitzing from the defense kind of together. And, and maybe it was bad offensive line. I couldn't really tell. I'm, I'm not that good at film watching, but I watched the rewatched the game and I, I was like, man, the jets are blitzing a lot. So maybe it's not that the offensive line was so terrible. It was just that when there's seven guys against five, you're going to get a lot of pressure. So, and then the ugly, Birch, I hate to do this because the man won us the game, but you know who had an <laughs> ugly game was Henry yes. Ruggs third. He had a pass, hit him in the hands. Granted, it was high. It was not a great pass by Carr, but that one's intercepted right off his hands. In the fourth quarter, I think, we were driving, yep. and Ruggs makes a great catch across the middle, starts to run. The ball gets punched out. He fumbles, can't get the fumble because the defender hogtied him pretty much. Yeah, he's, he really did. And wrapped his arm, like, Ruggs couldn't get his arms out to get the ball back, and the Raiders lost the football. So... I'm probably going to be massacred by several members of Raider Nation, and I can think of them off the top of my head, but I'm not super impressed with Ruggs. It, that game, granted, okay? He caught the game-winning pass. It was a Hail Mary. He beat his guy. He ran a great route. The guy had no help over the top whatsoever. And so we finally got to see Carr connect with Ruggs on a deep throw, and win the football game. Great job. But those, I mean, you can't be fumbling the football. You can't be dropping the football as a number 11 overall pick. You just can't do that. And and that's what bothers me about it is, yes, he had the game-winning touchdown. Hooray, great job, kumbaya. Go clean up your game because you can't be, you can't be doing things like that. Like, it you just can't. And when something, when a ball hits you in the hands and you're that wide open, you can't just tip it up into the air and then get an interception off of that play. That bothered me. But other than that, I thought, I mean, it was just a poor performance overall by the defense on the ground. Birch, you mentioned that. 206 yards given up on the ground. Just not... Not a great game for us on the ground. I think we came into that game ranked number 12 against the run. Yeah. And yep, we were. so I, you know, I, I saw somebody on Twitter was saying, you know, like the Jets, and maybe I'll throw this to you and then we can discuss this, but do you feel like the Jets were tanking? Like, do you think they let us win that game on purpose? What are your thoughts on that? That's what's the buzz going around Raider Nation yeah. right now. Yeah, you know... I personally don't think that. I mean, me personally, I I hate losing. Like, it could be a game of memory that I'm playing with one of my 
patience at work. I don't like to lose. So it's very hard for me to imagine that they would throw that game. But it's happened before where people throw games. Um, I was I watched a few. I was watching Sports Center at work, and Rex, yeah, Rex Ryan said that had to be the stupidest call in all history of football. But he said that is who Greg Williams is. He's a self-centered defensive coordinator. He's a self-centered coach. And he's going to, that's, it's like the, the meme, he is who we thought he was. Like, that's that's the guy, that's how he goes out and plays. I mean, the, the play before the touchdown, they dropped into a, a deeper zone, um, kind of a cover, and still Aguilar got behind three of the defenders, so I don't know. It's it's kind of hard because um, you know <laughs> it's a good question, but I don't think they tanked on purpose. I mean, I think regardless, they're going to end up with the number one pick. But um, even then, um, if they were going to run a cover a cover zero blitz and bring the house, why would you jump on a double move if you're the corner like? You know, there's 13 seconds left. You tackle somebody in bounds, the game's over. It's it's not rocket science. So honestly, I don't I don't feel like they threw the game on purpose. I think that's just they saw. I mean, Carr's pretty good against the against the blitz and against pressure, unless he's fumbling the ball. But right, which happens on 47 percent of the time. What do you think? Um. The, I'm kind of the same opinion as you are. I don't think they threw the game on purpose. Um, I've seen plenty of evidence that during his time with the Rams, uh, Williams likes to run zero, you know, cover zero blitzes. He feels like most of the time the blitz gets there. On that particular play, there were several good things that the Raiders did. The offensive line held up pretty well. Uh, Jalen Richard stonewalled one of the blitzers and created the, a little channel for Carr to step up and then do a jump pass to Ruggs. Uh, and then Waller also had a great block on the outside. And so they formed a somewhat legitimate pocket with, you know, one-on-one. They each pretty much won their, their one-on-one battle, which is fantastic, and you have to do that. Um, I personally am of the opinion you run like a cover eight and you put eight guys at the goal line and you say, okay, we're going to, we're going to rush three. Uh, and then from there, we're going to just knock the ball down. That's probably the defense that I would call. I'm not a defensive coordinator in the NFL, but I mean, you have to stop them short of the goal line. You literally have like it was like 48 yards or something like that, that they had to cover. And you, I don't run a blitz there. I just, I don't, but I don't think it was intentionally to throw the game. I really don't. I think he was like, I bring pressure. That's his favorite call. Uh, I saw a video today where it's like uh, a fan asked uh, Greg Williams, what is your, uh, what's your favorite 
a play to call, and he said a cover zero blitz. And so that he likes to blitz. He's known for bringing blitzes. Um, also known for injuring quarterbacks, Birch, or or helping <laughs> pay for bounties on quarterbacks. But then he lost oh, his job. Uh, how he lost his job and Adam Gase still Gase has didn't. his is beyond me. Uh, but well, at this point, I chalk it up to it being 2020. Uh, it's yeah, it's 2020 and, is, and Adam Gase still has a job. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it was a gamble that they took. I mean, if the Blitz gets home, we're not talking about this right now. We're talking about the Raiders out of the playoff hunt. Exactly. And we're ticked and, off. It didn't happen that way. I mean, the Raiders did what they needed to do, pick up the Blitz. And Carr, I mean, as much as we bash on Carr here sometimes, that was an amazing throw. A jump pass off the wrong foot, like pressure in his face, and dropped a dime in there. I mean, so it is what it is. We won the game. I mean, now we got to improve and hopefully we get healthy before the Colts come to town. Right, right. And that being said, uh, Carr was mad today that uh, he said, it's baffling to me that when we do win a game, people still aren't happy. I don't think you should be happy with your performance on Sunday as a team. Now, the first half, like like we said, wasn't too terrible, but for some reason, Sam Darnold likes playing the Raiders. I think he hadn't had two touchdown passes all year, and he had two in the first half. And 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 I think in the second half he added a rushing touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he put the truck stick on Jeff. Yeah, Heath. and then Jeff Heath had no it. idea where he was at. So that is <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, it's kind of it, like we shouldn't laugh about it. Like I hope he's okay, but good oh. grief, that was a quarterback. Like quarterbacks are not Jerome Bettis. Quarterbacks <laughs> are not like Zach Crockett or Tyrone Wheatley, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of throat clears, Raider Nation. I've, like I said, the Rona has taken over my body, so any throat clears, I apologize. I'll try to edit them out, but I may miss a couple here and there. Um, but yeah, poor Jeff Heath took the brunt of that hit. Didn't know where he was, and then uh, <clears throat> Dallin Levitt came in and played safety with us. So we were missing Abram. We were missing. Heath were and uh, Arnett went out like Birch said in the second Joyner play. went out. Yeah, <laughs> Arnett's out. You know another great play that I failed to mention was Daryl Worley's or not Daryl Worley. I've got Daryl Worley on the brain because he's back, he's back, back Third again. Worley's back. Tell a friend. None, none, none. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll get into that later, Birch. But. Uh, Trayvon Mullen with the Absolutely. one, the one-handed interception. That was a great play too. But uh, anyways, so some good, some good stuff in the first three quarters of the game, and then just a monumental collapse by the defense, We've really, and the offense in the yeah. in the third and fourth quarters. I really thought, you know, once again, Birch, we say this, I think, every week step on the throat, take their soul, and just end the game. Like, end yeah. their will. If I think if the Raiders go up 31 uh, to, what was it, 31 Thir- to 13. 13, at the, I think the Jets at that point are like, 
Now, whatever, we're done. But they're only down 11 points. And at that point, I said in my brain, brain, I still don't feel comfortable with this 11-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And sure enough, the Jets go on a 95-yard touchdown march with like 12 to 15 yards a run. And I'm just like, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. And then... And then it's like you got to start up the old jalopy car and like get it to run again, but it's it can't because it's cold outside. So it takes a while for that for that car to start running again. And it it was almost too little too late with like right. 28 seconds left. Uh we start I think or maybe it was 35 seconds left. Uh we start that drive and we get Waller in the middle of the field. Car goes up and spikes it, and then the uh, the old the old hail mary. It wasn't even a hail mary, really. It was just more of like an out and up route. route. Yeah, and uh, or an in and out. I like in and out. In and up. I don't know. In and out sounds good now, though. I just it said does. that, but. <laughs> anyway, so you know, that's a scary it's a scary trend that we have going as <clears throat> the Raiders football team right now. The that's Las the Vegas third the football. I, I didn't say Oakland. No, I know Las the Vegas Las, football Raiders. Yes. But this is I believe the third game <clears throat> that's been like this where I mean, you have the Tamp the Buffalo Bill game where we were hanging tough right through to about the end of the third quarter and then just decided to crap the bed. Get get beat by two or three. Or we only lost by one touchdown, but it looked worse than that because we got a late touchdown. And then the Tampa Bay game, same thing. Hanging tough with Tampa Bay, looking looking pretty good. And then, again, just disappear. Same thing here. It's a it's not a good trend if we're trying to get into the playoffs and and make some noise. You've got to have that <clears throat> killer mentality um out on the football field. I mean, you have to put teams away when you have the chance, especially playing better teams like the Colts, the Dolphins. I mean, you have two division rivals still to play. So, we've got to be able to finish the game. I mean, why, I don't know why you would ever even take your foot off the gas. You've got to stay aggressive with your play calling, or else we're going to be maybe not even in the playoffs. So, Amen. Yeah, I I hate that. You know, the I think there was a, a run and then a couple passes, like one to Riddick in the flat that they didn't get the first down to keep that, that first drive when they went three and out. Um that that drive i was just like gosh dang it come on we like even a field goal there is is better than you know uh the three and out that we just the defense was was stopping them at that point and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter it's like end of third beginning of fourth they go on that big march of a drive where they just run the ball right down our throats and anyways yeah that stunk that was it was crappy, but like you said, win's a win. Uh, it didn't really feel like a win, but it was a win. And so that puts us at 7-5. and five. Still, I think we're in the ninth position. Uh, eighth. Eighth or, or did ninth? it change with the Ravens' win? Where what? 
I we were eighth, but I don't know how that uh, Ravens win tonight against the Cowboys affects the playoff. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not sure either <clears throat> on that. I should have done my homework better, but but still, you have the Browns at the five seed at nine and three, and then you have the Dolphins at eight and four, Colts at eight and four, and then us. Seven and five, and the Ravens seven and five, and, then and the, the Patriots, Patriots are at six and six. So, I mean, you gotta keep going. I think the only the good thing that we have going for us right now is we have the next three games in Vegas. That we do. We have the Colts, the Chargers on Thursday night, and then the Dolphins. San Diego uh, <laughs> Super Chargers. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to so, throw yeah. that in there. Uh, and then he traveled to Denver in, in January, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But that's I think that's going to be be huge because obviously we know how we play in the East Coast in the time zone. So I think that's going to play a factor. We don't have to travel. So when our uh, whole team gets put on the COVID list during the week, and they might be able to play on Sunday. <laughs> well, I know that I am now immune from it, so that's good. I could go play. They could sign me up. I'll go play. I don't know what yeah. position, but maybe a tight end or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that leaves us. I, I mean, I guess let's. The Titans got walloped. Well, they should have gotten walloped by the Browns. Uh, they made it like a seven point game or six point game at the very end, I think. Um, but that game kind of surprised me. I think in our picks this week, I only lost the Bears game. I can't read. I I can't read. Let's see. This past week, we chose uh, the Lions and Bears, which Birch won that one. He picked the Lions. Uh, Mike and I both picked the Bears, and we lost that. Uh, we all picked the Colts to beat the Texans. We all picked the Raiders. Um, who picked the Giants over the Seahawks? Not I. But not we didn't I. pick that game either. Uh, but I did not see that one coming. The Rams did beat the Cardinals, which Mike and I picked. And Birch, you did not pick that game. Um, Dang it. And then we all saw Washington beating the Steelers, right? The Washington football team beating the Steelers. Oh. I told you the Steelers are vulnerable. They haven't beaten anybody really that impressive. It is very true. The Bills beat the 49ers, and I think we all picked the Bills. So, good job on our picks this week. Birch, let's go around the league. We're going to talk about a few games and end with the Colts and the Raiders in Vegas. Um, We will start off with the Patriots and the Rams on Thursday night. Birch, who do you like in that game? (sighs) Oh. Well, I saw a stat. They were showing for uh, an ad for the Thursday night game or something, and they put up the numbers for the two quarterbacks for Jared Goff and Cam Newton. Cam Newton has thrown only five touchdown passes this year. (laughs) Holy cow. Only five all year? I need to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure that he has only thrown for five touchdown passes this year. Anyway, um, 
Yes, that would be correct. He has one against the Chargers, one against Houston, one against Baltimore, one against the Raiders, and one against Seattle. Yep, he and has nine five... interceptions. Yes. <laughs> but yet they're still winning games. Um, so in this one, my thought immediately goes to how this affects the Raiders in the playoff hunt. And we actually, we really need the Rams to beat the Patriots so that they stay back a couple games because who knows what's going to happen down the stretch. Um, I do feel, though, that the Rams are the better team. Um, you got Bill Belichick is the coach of the Patriots against the Rams and Sean McVay. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. It's going to be a closer game than than it should be, but I have the Rams winning this one. Okay. Um, I am also going to go with the Rams. I don't know what Micah has. We will have to uh, hit that up in the group chat. He didn't send us his picks, the bum. So, anyways. Uh, beach bum. Beach bum, yep. In a loving way, meant it in the most loving of of ways. The next game we're going to get to is the Cardinals and the all of a sudden resurgent Giants, led by one Colt McCoy. Um, It's in New York, so it's an early start time. Cardinals will have to go back to the Meadowlands. Cardinals, Giants, who do you like in that one? You know, a few weeks ago when we were going on our fishing trip, I was all in on the the Cardinals. I even picked them to beat the Seahawks. And now they've kind of, they're 6-6 and now. And the Giants are right in the hunt for the lead in the NFC East. Which is really saying something. Tied with the Washington football team at 5-7. and Um, I, East Coast time game, I'm going with the Giants. I'm going to go with the hot team right now. There you go. So Birch has got the Giants. I have been burned like three times picking the Cardinals. And so in the spirit of that, I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. (laughs) Um, I, I like, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to re I'm going to, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take the Giants. I don't know how Kyler Murray does in the cold. Um, He's always kind of played in warm areas. Um, So you know what? I'm going to ride Wayne Gallman and the Giants to a victory. Uh, The New York football Giants, as a matter of fact, is what Chris Berman calls them. Um, I'm going to take the Giants in that one, and I may regret that later, but you know what? For now, it sounds like it's it sounds fun. It sounds like a good, a solid pick. Um, really, so the next game is the Bills and the Steelers. The Steelers travel to Buffalo, New York. It's cold. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, again, I'm going to roll with the hot team right now, and I think the Bills are a very good football team and which makes me feel good that i mean the raiders not kind of digressing here we played to the level of our competition if we play a good team we usually play pretty good 
If we play a bad team, we we drop down to their level. We play really bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's very frustrating. Um, why we just can't be a good team all the time? I don't know why. But um, Josh Allen is is slinging it all over the field, and he's running it. And I mean, Cole Beasley showed up. You got Stefan Diggs. Um, not to discredit the Steelers, which I do often, <laughs> but their defense is really good. But their offense kind of kind of disappears sometimes. I'm gonna go with the Bills. All right. I also am going to go with the Bills because in cold conditions, you have to be able to run the football. Right now, I think yesterday, the Steelers in their loss to the uh, to the Washington football team had 25 yards rushing Ooh. all game. That was it, 25 yards. I think... You know, this is kind of a dangerous game because perhaps it woke the Steelers up. Um, but the Bills are a good football team. Like, they're disciplined. Josh Allen is a pretty good quarterback. Like, he, I'm impressed. Um, since his rookie year, he really has improved significantly as far as accuracy goes. Not turning the football over as much. They have a good defense. Um and and it's in Buffalo, and it's in the cold where they're used to playing. I know the Steelers are probably also used to playing in the cold, but you've got to have a run game, and I don't think that the Steelers have a run game that can help them um, win this game right now. So um, I'm going to go with the Bills in that one, Bob. And... Uh, <laughs> That brings us to the Ravens and the Browns next Monday night, 6.15 p.m. start time for mountain for the Mountain Time Zone. Um, Browns are, what, did you, 9 and 3 and the Ravens are 6 and 5. 7 and 5. 7 and 5, yes. Um, also, the Ravens, did you hear that Des Bryant quit the season after he tested positive for COVID? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Why are you throwing away money? I guess when you're that rich and that entitled, you can you can do stuff like that. I'd be like, I got COVID. So that's like me saying, well, I got COVID on Sunday. Screw this. I'm out. I quit my job. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, I'll be back in 10 days. Like, what's the, there's no, it's NBD, uh, as the kids say these days. So I don't understand that at all. Like. I don't even make like a tenth of what I, I don't even know if I make a hundredth of what uh, he was going to make. But I guess when you're that rich, you do what you want. So anyways, Browns and Ravens in Cleveland, two teams that like to run the football. Um, The way the Browns are playing right now. I think I'm going to have to take the Browns in that game. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess really either way you look at it, um, it's a tough one to choose playoff-wise because the Browns would then be 9-4 and four and the Ravens would be 8-5 and five, um, going down the stretch with the Raiders needing some more losses from both of those teams. And... Um, 
anyways, I think I'm going to go with the Browns in that one. I think that they just control the Ravens defense with that ground game that they have going right now. Birch, what say you? God, yeah, it's it's tough um, sledding here with the all these teams in the playoff hunt because everyone is so close. Um, right, and we went through all those scenarios last weekend <sighs> thinking that the Browns would have lost yesterday to the Titans, and they... They went up like, what was, I can't remember what it was. It was like, like 35 to 7 or something at half. Yeah, it was 35 to 7. And that's, I mean, the Titans scored last in the final minute and then missed the onside kick. So, I mean, it's closer than it looks. But they, they let teams back in uh, in the game. And... I mean, looking at their Browns' remaining schedule again, they have they play the, the Ravens, and they have the Giants, then the Jets. That would be a Brown thing to do, to give the Jets their first win, the last, second to last week of the season. It would be. Or it would and also be finish, a Browns thing to do to lose to the Ravens. Yeah. And then they finish with Pittsburgh. So um, they are a very dangerous team right now. They're playing really well, and when you have two really good running backs and Mayfield's looking competent. Um, even without Odell Beckham, maybe they are doing better without him. I don't know. Um, Imagine that. <laughs> who, again, my mind goes back to the playoffs. Who do we need to win this game? We're tied. Our records are the same right now with the Ravens. Do I see the Browns losing? Any more games down the stretch? Not really, except for maybe Pittsburgh, but oh God. Uh, we probably need the Browns to win. But um again, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree with you, I'm gonna go with the Browns. I think they're just playing good football right now and it's gonna be in in that's gonna be a cold one too. Monday night in Cleveland. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be cold, but I mean Baltimore, Maryland's not the warmest of places these no. this time of year either. So, so I guess it's going to be who can run the ball for more yards. That game. Yeah, and right now, I mean, tonight we just saw the Ravens march all over the Cowboys up and down the field to the tune of 294 yards in that Oof. game on the ground. Um, and that being said, I think I, I read that they had had – 304 yards or something in from weeks nine to 12 total uh, rushing. And then tonight they just blasted the Cowboys, but it's like kind of who doesn't blast the Cowboys this year, uh, which makes my heart feel Love good, to see it. except we needed them to beat the Ravens. Right. So, but alas, that is, that is it. So that takes us down Birch to the Colts. And the Las Vegas football Raiders from Las Vegas this Sunday, uh, late after, I think it's a late afternoon game, is it not? Yes, it is. Um, and Two o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Rocky Mountain, 2.05 p.m. Um, the Colts and the Raiders. Right now, um, as it stands... The Raiders are seven and five, and the Colts are eight and four. Um, it's I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure about this game. I do know that on the injury front, um, the I, I'm pretty sure this guy played for the Raiders. Chaz Green. Does that sound familiar to you? Is he what position? He's an is he offensive playing? lineman. Yeah, he has played for the Raiders. That's what I thought. And he was not so great. So he is going to be their starting left tackle because Anthony Costanzo is out. Their backup got hurt Sunday. He tore his Achilles. And then Chaz Green stepped in. Um, Also, I think one of their other offensive linemen is out um, this week. It could have just been Costanzo. It could have just been their two left tackles. Um, are going to be out, but they, they, we play against Philip Rivers, and last year Eric Harris had three interceptions in a game against Philip Rivers. Technically, had four. One was called back. Right, and that being said, I mean this is a different team. The Chargers really didn't have a good defense. They had the pieces, but. The defense just wasn't there. Um, We're going up against the number one defense in the NFL, in the Colts. Uh, They have a nasty defensive front. They've got DeForest Buckner, who's back. One, Danico Autry, who used to play for the Raiders. Always wish... I like Danico. I know. I always wish we had old Nico back. He always came up with a key sack or a key tackle or a a blocked field goal or something Mm -hmm. to that effect. Uh, And wish we would have kept on to him, but alas, we do not have him. And, um, oh, Justin Houston is also one of their defensive linemen. And they are three sacks last week. They are nasty. Um, The whole team had three sacks. No, Houston himself had three sacks last week against Houston. Oh <laughs> dear. So that big, you know that that brings into question um, if we look at our side of injuries. John Gruden, as of Monday, was not was not convinced, uh, not hopeful that Trent Brown would be back. He was not hopeful that um, Josh Jacobs would be back. I can't remember who else was injured Abram. other than Arnett. Um, and we can talk about that for a second, about uh, Damon Arnett. Two concussions in two weeks. Would not be surprised if we don't see him again. Like I don't know that we see him again the rest of the year. If he goes on IR one more time, he is finished. Um, well, at this point, I mean... Head injuries are not something that you mess with. Right. And you got to, I mean, you've got to look out for the best, the the player's best interest. Yeah. you Could we use him? Yeah. But now we got Daryl Worley. So. Right. And he's only given up like three touchdowns this year. Uh, Nine out of 12 completions for like 150 something (laughs) yards and three touchdowns. So we're good. I mean, it's fine. (laughs) But I've also seen, you know, my guess is probably they brought him in. uh, He can play safety. Remember last year they rotated him in in at safety. Um, That's the other one, Abram. Uh, Yep. 
not sure if he will be a go this week um, or not. We'll find out more tomorrow with the, the first injury report for the week. Yes, we should find out more tomorrow. I'm hopeful that Brown, at least Trent Brown can go and Abram can go because even though Abram makes boneheaded mistakes sometimes, like he's at least competent. And right. I don't. And there's a different energy on the defense when he's in there. Like the yesterday, we kind of just looked blah, like right, vanilla. Like he brings the heat, and I think people feed off of that. And you need that guy on there that that's got his hair on fire. That yeah, you'll take. You might get a personal foul or give up a game winning touchdown, but you got to have somebody that's that brings the energy because we need that. Right. We do. I I could do without the personal fouls and the wide open, uh, selfish plays. I guess you could call them. But I, I mean, he, he does. He he's a good player. Um, he, and even though he is like the last ranked safety in the league, um, by PFF, I don't know. I feel like he's a pretty important part to the defense and, and we could really use him out there because he's way better than Dallin Levitt is. And I Ugh. feel like he's probably better. He's a better tackler for sure than Heath is. Um, I don't know if I he guarantee you Sam Darnold wouldn't have scored on that one. Yeah. He probably would have been like cold cock knocked out himself. Um, but anyway, so we've got, we've got those injuries um, to, to work on, to iron out. And hopefully Brown is back, um, this week. And I don't know, Jacobs might be a go this week too. Not real sure, but we did sign Daryl Worley. We may rotate him in at safety, which would be fine with me. Um, and so on the injury front, other than that, I don't think anybody's on the COVID list or anything like that. So we should be, Full steam ahead, um, but as far as like defense goes for the for the Colts, they've got that nasty front front four. They've got Darius Leonard at um, at the um, linebacker. linebacker. Thank you. And then you know their their defensive backs aren't super crazy. They've got Rocky Sin, um, and they've got Xavier Rhodes. And I can't remember who the other one was that that I mentioned yesterday in our chat, but they're I mean their back end, their corners aren't aren't spectacular by any means. They're decent, they're serviceable, but um definitely vulnerable there. Oh, another former Raider, TJ Carey. Oh, Carey is with the Colts. I forgot about that. He had an interception last week. Okay. Nope, never mind. Pass defense. Oh, okay. Um, that's right. He went from the Colt or from the Browns for a couple years over there. Um, following, I guess, uh, Carl Joseph kind of followed that same path, didn't he? From the Raiders <laughs> to the Browns and didn't really work out for Carey. Um, but yes, TJ Carey back there. Thank you, Birch. And, you know, I, I noticed something in watching. I watched a little bit of the Colts-Texans games. The Colts are fast. Their defense flies all over the place. And it's going to be difficult because we like this dink and dunk offense a lot of times. 
you're not going to get very many first downs on three-yard passes. Like, when you throw to the flats, the the Colts are there. It's not, it's not easy to pick up uh, first downs or any yardage with check down passes, and we seem to like to do that. So um, I don't – if we could utilize uh, Waller like we did this week, um, there's – I mean – the Jets put safeties on him. They put linebackers on him. They put corners on him. He's just a matchup nightmare. And so I think he's going to have to play another big role this week, um, whether it's just, you know, intermediate routes, getting down the field quickly. Um, but our, our offensive line definitely has to show up a lot better against the Colts front four this week than they have the past three weeks against, uh, uh, well, I guess two weeks against the Falcons and against the Jets that have yeah. been really leaving a lot to be desired uh, on that front. But, uh, Birch, do you see, have, what do you think are the keys to the game this week? Anything stand out to you that you've researched or noticed about the Colts or about the Raiders, anything like that? Uh, I think... Looking on the defense when uh, for the Raiders for the defensive side of the ball, I think first off you've got to stop the run. That's going to be a big key for this week. You've got Philip Rivers who's dealing with some turf toe issues. Left the game last week in a boot. Um, probably just I to heard it was a plantar fascia tear. Oh, is it a plantar fascia? So if we can first stop the run. And when they do go into passing downs, put some pressure on him. He's not going to be mobile. Like, he's going to be in the pocket. If we can dial up some blitzes or some stunts um, and get some pressure on him, we know he's going to throw some interceptions. Phillip Rivers is like Santa Claus. He's in the giving mood all the time when he plays the Raiders. So one of the things on defense that I – he didn't have a, as big of a role last week for the, the Colts, but um, we always seem to struggle with their third down back. There's little like their little Jalen Richard, but Naheem Hines is a name to watch out for. Short, Jonathan quick Taylor little guy. Also. Yeah. Um, but he is a quick little, he's a quick little guy. And if we get him matched up on our linebackers, on an option route, like he's going to win it. And so <clears throat> there's a few things. First off, got to stop the run. And then second off, put pressure on Rivers and force some turnovers. We've got to win the turnover battle. And then on offense for the Raiders, I think the big key is going to be keeping Carr upright. Um, you saw it last week against the Jets. Yeah, I would probably be running for my life too if they were constantly bringing pressure. And my question is, with the Jets bringing the Blitz so much during the first half and even throughout the game, why not hit them with a screen pass? I didn't. Did you see one screen pass? Nope, I don't remember seeing a screen pass. I haven't seen a lot of many screen passes this year at all. Like a couple to Waller, I remember, um, yeah. and maybe one or two to Renfro, but definitely, definitely not many screen passes this year. Yeah, I just find that weird that, uh, I mean, usually when 
people are bringing blitzes like crazy. You hit them with a screen pass. But I think the big key, like I said, will be keeping Carr upright, um, giving him a clean pocket, which might be a tall task. <clears throat> because if we can do that, I mean, our receivers, I know Waller can get open. Um, we always, Renfro's the forgetting, forgotten superstar. I mean, third down, you know it's going to go either to Renfro or it's going to go to Waller. And and people can't stop that still. So also, we need to establish the run again, which might be a tall task too if Jacobs can't play. It seemed like we went into the game and we had already given up on the run game, <clears throat> which we shouldn't because we have a pretty dominant offensive line and a pretty competent backup running back in um, Booker. Um, but also, it's not looking a, a very good uh, outlook for Josh Jacobs this week. We brought in Spencer Ware again for another tryout, which we did last week. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on throughout the week. Um, but yeah, got to establish that run and keep Carr clean in the pocket to have a chance. Yeah, definitely have to keep Carr clean. Definitely have to get pressure on Phillip Rivers. Uh, last week, Jonathan Taylor, a rookie running back for the Colts, had a career-high 135 yards from scrimmage, so 91 yards rushing, 44 yards receiving. Um, and then also, like you said, Nate. Naheem Hines rushed for a touchdown last week. Uh, he's got five touchdowns, three receiving and two rushing in his past three games on the road. Another guy um, that I can't believe really is like I was looking on the free agent wire in my fantasy league. T.Y. Hilton um, has been injured a lot this year, but he had a dang good game last year last week against the Texans 110 yards and I think he had let me check real quick make sure I don't tell you anything wrong um yeah so eight catches for 110 yards and a touchdown last week um he's going for his third in a row with 80 plus yards um that being said uh Trayvon Mullen I didn't realize didn't realize this. He has an interception in two of the past three games, which is, which is a good streak for the young man. Um, so he's definitely playing very well right now. Going to be interesting to see, um, how they work. If they work, um, Worley in this week, or if they let him sit, um, and not really do anything this week. But yeah, that's tough. I don't know if you'd really have a choice. I mean, you've got um, Arnett's not going to play this week, right? And Isaiah Johnson is yep. dealing with a groin injury. And then, then you've got behind them, you've got so you would you would be starting Trayvon Mullen, Nevin Lawson, with Keyshawn Nixon as the third and Joiner and Joiner, but. God. Doesn't inspire too much. Confidence. Makes me wonder if you move Joiner back to safety, or maybe yeah. rotate Worley in at safety, or something of that nature. Um, I'm not real sure. I, I would, 
it's going to be a tough game no matter how you slice it. Kind of dealing with some injuries in the secondary and still, you know, it looks like it's going to be um, Colton Miller and it's going to be Denzel Good, Houston, uh, Gabe Jackson, and it's just like a rotating, never-ending story at right tackle for whatever yeah, reason. last week it was Sam Young. Yeah, Sam Young was in the whole game last week um, against the Jets. Didn't do too bad, but it's like they benched Parker again because he played two games and stunk. Uh, and then, you know, I just... I don't know. I just, I don't know that right tackle. If we could just get Trent Brown back yeah, for what, the rest of the, the season. What the crap is going on with him? I don't know. Uh, COVID, he had a, 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 a poorly placed IV, and that's what's really kept him out the longest, more than his foot injury or or COVID was, was uh, that poorly placed um, IV that's just, Ever since we played the Browns, he hasn't been able to to get a real good crack at it. So that's just crazy. It is crazy. We could definitely use him, especially this week. We need some. We need some protection down the stretch. I mean, yeah, you've got the Colts, you've got the Chargers, um, you've got uh, Dolphins. the Dolphins, and then the the Broncos. Like it'd be real nice if we could just establish the run against those teams. Um, to get Jacobs back, even with Booker. Like, I'm okay with Booker being back there. Um, but, yeah, like, we need... He's terrible. Yeah, he was really bad. Um, just kidding. Being facetious. <laughs> we love Booker. We like Booker. He's good. Um, but, yeah, I just... I don't know, Birch. I, it's, it's tough because I just... This is a... You know, I... Talking to Micah and you... Um, this week I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, we play to the level of our opponents and we should come out and we should play a really good game on Sunday. And I'm hoping that we do. I, I guess it's time for a bold prediction and uh, a final score. And then we will be out of here, but, um, I'm going to go with my bold prediction. I'm going to say, um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know what? I'm going to be very bold, and at, Ooh, and this like is probably bold. too bold, but I'm going to say that uh, Ruggs has a game over 100 yards. That's my bold okay. prediction. I'd like to see him have a really good bounce-back game and go for over 100 yards on about eight catches and maybe even haul in a touchdown pass. I, you know, I, I like that because, I mean, he had, what, I think five targets last game? I think so. Caught three for 86 yards. Why? Why? I mean, I would love to see him get more targets. And maybe it's trust with Carr. Maybe it's just not in the game plan. Maybe. I mean, I would like to see him get more shots underneath like he did on the fumble, but hold on to the ball. Like, right. I'd like to see him get more involved. Amen. Like, because even on that slam that he missed, like he could have taken that. He's fast enough to make one cut and take that to the house. Right. And the only thing you see him run right now is they bring him in motion across and then hand it off to the running back and maybe hit him. He caught, had one catch 
that was like 28 yards that he caught because no one shifted over with him when he went in motion. But I'd like to see him get more involved in the offense. Sorry, I digress. Your bold prediction. That was my bold prediction. And I am going to say, like, on the defensive side of the ball, um, man, this one's tough because they've got, they've really got a lot of monsters. You know, you've got Taylor, you've got Hines, you've got T.Y. Hilton, um, and Phillip Rivers, I don't know. I, I'm, if he doesn't, I haven't heard anything, but he left in a stinking walking boot. That usually does not inspire confidence for the next week's game. Um, our defense, I think our defense, if Farrell comes out and plays again, like his hair on fire, and Crosby, um, we also, in one one piece of news, we released uh, Daniel Ross from from the roster this week to make room for Worley, I believe. Um, but, you know, another thing last week, Carl Nassib, he was benched a healthy scratch because yep. he didn't have a good, a, a good week in practice. They brought in Vic Beasley. Um, I think he played like five or eight, eight, eight snaps. snaps. Okay. He played. And he, I found it interesting when you, I mean, brought that up. Um, when I was listening to, Gruden on his press conference from yesterday, he didn't sound like McKinley was not going to play this year. It sounded like he was planning on him coming in and playing soon. That's what I took from it. Like he said, McKinley and Beasley didn't come here to sit on the bench um, and we're going to play who's the best player. So, I mean, maybe... He's getting healthy. I would like to see that. I mean, it could be a boost, but I I mean, if if we can get consistent play out of Furl and and Crosby on the two ends and get some pressure from Hankins and Hurst, um, we don't I mean the inside's a little thin right now too. It with, is. I mean, those are the only two that we really have. So Furl's been going inside to the defensive tackle position when Beasley comes in on passing situations. But yeah, I I would, that's something to keep an eye on in the, in the next, next month of games is see if we can get some production from those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So my bold prediction is that on, on Sunday, we are going to sack Phillip rivers four times. That is my bold prediction. No, to make it bold, let's do five. Now, four is pretty bold because I think we've had like eight all year. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think we we've have had like 12. We've had like it's tw- terrible. 12 sacks all year. So I think four in a game is pretty bold um, at this point. And then I'm going to say the Raiders get a W. And I'm thinking that it's going to be fairly close. I'm thinking like a 24 to uh 24 to 21 type game is is kind of what I'm going to put out there right now. Birch, what have you got? Oh, okay. For so bold predictions. Um I like your bold prediction of Rugs having a big game. Um jeez. This is a this is a tough game where we're going up against a, a pretty stout defense. Um but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to stick with, with the car. I'm going to go, car has a 300 plus yard game. And he's going to throw for three touchdowns and no picks. No turnovers this week for Carr, which would be welcomed. Um, but yeah, I think um, our offensive line can do enough to give him time to let our receivers work down the field um, with Waller and Ruggs and Renfro and even Aguilar. I mean, we've got the receivers to do it. We just got to keep Carr clean. And hopefully he is over his um, dancing around, running around scared. Um, <clears throat> but on the defensive side of the ball, oh, yeah, we're kind of shorthanded right now. But every time we play Phillip Rivers, I, I always look forward to playing Phillip Rivers. I know the games are going to be – they're going to always be close, but he's always going to make some mistakes. Um, it's just who he is. He takes gambles down the field. I'm going to go that we pick off Philip Rivers thrice. Whoa. That is um, bold. Mullen's going to get another one. And then, oh, I don't know who will get the other two. Maybe Morrow. Morrow's due for another pick. But, um, yeah, I think that if we can – they got some injuries on the offensive line. We can get some pressure on him. Um, he's not – like I said, if he's got plantar fascia, I mean, I don't know how mobile he's going to be. That stuff's painful to move. Well, he's never been mobile. Right. And so he's going to be even less mobile, and he's older. Um, he does tend to get the ball out quickly. They run some quick routes quick outs to the backs and to T.Y. Hilton. Keep an eye on Michael Pittman. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think we can pick him off three times. And I, too, am going to go with the Raiders getting the W, getting the tiebreaker um, over the Colts. Score-wise, I don't know if we're going to put up the points like we normally do in the 30s. But I am going to go with 28 to 24. It's going to be a close one. Might come down to whoever has the ball last in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, I have that. And then I just did want to make one more point. It's a good – another matchup to keep an eye on is the Kansas City Chiefs going to Miami, which is good for the Raiders because the Dolphins are ahead of us, as well as the Colts. So this is a big week. We need to take care of our business, beat the Colts, and hope for some help from other teams to get back into the playoff picture. Definitely. Definitely need a, a, a Dolphins loss would be very helpful. Um, a Chiefs loss would not really be helpful at all, even though I'd rather have the Chiefs lose. But... <laughs> To make the uh, to make the playoffs definitely a Dolphins loss is much more needed than a than a Chiefs loss because at this point they've probably got the division. Um, I think it goes Steelers and then Chiefs as far as one two. So, um, so and who wouldn't want a, a Chiefs Raiders matchup seven two in the first round of the playoffs? I wouldn't. I don't really want to play the Chiefs, but at, at the same time, 
We've played them pretty well uh, the first two times. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We even won a game. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather just make the playoffs. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter where, but. Right. It'd be nice as like a four or five seed. That'd be fun. Won't happen as like a I four. Like I think but... we think we got to win out to even get in. Playoffs. So. Playoffs? <laughs> Anyways, yes. So, Birch and I both have the Raiders winning against the Colts. Um, I can't really think of anything else, Birch. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. A lot of good stuff. A lot of little insider info that we bring. Raider Nation, I think that's it for this one, unless Birch has something else. I don't think so. Just take care of business and have that. We just got (laughs) to... I'm excited. Uh, it's frustrating. It's like a roller coaster ride watching the Raiders, but uh, we always say we're. I almost was not able to watch any more football games this year. As Raider was Nation, I, because I made a pact that if we lost to the Jets, I was done watching games for the year. And I literally, I had turned my phone off with the game on after we <laughs> went fourth and goal and did not convert. I turned my phone off. And then something said, turn that back on. And I turned it on, and right as Ruggs was catching a touchdown. <laughs> it's because we burned <laughs> and the And here tiki we are. Man. <laughs> oh. Anyways, Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Eye Patch podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter. Give us a phone call, but don't ask me to remember the, the phone number because of the COVID and uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Be sure to uh, tune into the game this week against the Colts. It's a it's going to be a doozy. I I hope you know it it should be a good game because we're playing a good team. That's when the good Raiders usually usually shine. So from all of us here at Behind the Eye Patch, have a wonderful week. Go Raiders and just win, baby. 